You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Hello and welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every weeknight at 6pm with myself, Paul Bonza, and with me tonight, Premiership player with the Eagles, Dan Menzel. Men's, welcome back. Bonds, it's great to be here. A really good weekend of sport. Uh, a great weekend for Adelaide too. So I'm excited to be here to chat about that tonight. Yeah, I want to ask you about that very shortly. Big show tonight. Aaron French re, um, announces his retirement. Yes. The NBL Awards are on tonight. It's Sample Tuesday and we have Sam Skinner from the Panthers. Yes, um, there's some very excited South Adelaide fans. Uh, 1964 is the last time the Panthers won the flag. So there's some optimism about what Jared Wright's team can do this year in 2023 and from the Adelaide footy club we're going to speak to young forward Lockie Gallant as well um and you can be part of the show too you out there give us a call on 1300 736 736 or text in on 0427 154 166 if you've got a question for Sam Skinner or uh, Lockie Gallant or you want to make a comment about and um, Aaron Finch, Andrew, I keep trying to call him Andrew. Aaron Finch retiring. Yes. Um, let us know. Now, before we get into the show, you were at the baseball on Sunday. Yes, I was. Tell us all about it. Well, we lost game one to Perth in Perth. So I, like a few other people, thought I'll go to game two if we get up in game one and hopefully see him lift the trophy. We lost game one. So I thought, you know what, I won't go Saturday night. I'll save it to Sunday if we can get the job done. I'm so glad I did that. We won Saturday night, 9-2. to two. Sunday night, winner takes all. Uh, Perth hit the first two runs of the game yep. in the first innings. And uh, we then uh, equalised through Jordan McArdle. And it got really tough to score as the game went on because the West Beach doctor came across the ground and it was really hard to actually get the ball in play. And so once we got up 3-2, then 5-2 off the back of that, you sort of got the feel that we were going to win from here. There's no way they were going to score three runs. And it went that way. The atmosphere was electric. It was great to see. 43 years, the drought was finally broken. And uh, I think they're still celebrating bonds. It's been a great I, 48 I think, hours I think them. they are. We spoke to Nathan Davidson last night. Uh, the one thing I mentioned to him was the silence in that last out. Yeah. Like when, when they're about to pitch, the, the whole place is just, there's not a noise. Yeah, and it got to the full count as well. The It absolutely was built up beautifully, the tension around it. Uh, and look, for for them to win it the way they did, the fashion they did, They t- we talked to them and they spoke about, uh, Chris Adamson spoke about winning at home in front of the fans. Yes. Um, what better way to do it than in game three, the deciding game at home. Uh, incredible win. Once again, well done, Giants. All right, time for the hot topic. Thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. Wow! I'm 
Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Aaron Finch announced his retirement as the from international cricket, so he's no longer the T20 skipper. Um, amazing career, probably our best white ball cricketer of all time. Yeah, think? it's it'd be hard to argue that without a doubt. Yeah, he um, was part of the. 2015 World Cup team, and he was captain of the 2021 winning World Cup team. He finished, uh, represented Australia in 103 T20 matches, 146 ODIs, and played five test matches as well. Um, An amazing career from Finchie. Let's have a listen to what he said about his retirement. The time is right to let the T20 team move on into a a new phase, uh, particularly with a World Cup coming up in 2024 think that the time is right to allow them enough time and space to allow a new captain to take over and, and move the team in their direction and it's been a pretty amazing journey so yeah it's been a pretty special ride and like I said now is the right time to call it and I'm grateful I'm thankful for everything that I've achieved and to the Australian fans and public I guess again like my family you stick through thick and thin you ride the highs and the lows and there's times when you, your position or anything like that is in doubt but I've always felt unbelievable support from the Australian public not so not just the Australian public fans all around the world so I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful for for all of that not a big surprise is it Dan no it's not the time he, he hit the nail on the head the time is definitely right uh, there was a lot of chatter Around the T20 World Cup, would this be the end for Aaron Finch? Um, although he made some good runs in the Big Bash, he still struggled yep. in innings. And it, uh, it's good to see him go out the way he has rather than be forced out of the team and, and not getting a crack. And you touched on it. He, he's had a great career for Australia, uh, particularly in the white ball fashion. But it's not just that, it's his captaincy. We've had some great success under him as a captain. That that absolutely ascends him in terms of the player he was for Australia and goes out on a high. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see the next Aussie captain at T20 level and who comes in to replace him at the top of the order as well. There's some interesting conversations around that. Certainly is. With Steve Smith's success in the end of the big bash, is he just an automatic at the top of the table? I don't know. It's um, it, It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, let's listen to what Finch you'll miss about not being part of the site. Oh, the change room. The, the, I think everybody says it. The feeling you get when you walk onto the field is pretty incredible, but the change rooms, the banter, travelling with guys. I mean, I've known Davey, Uzi, these guys since I was 15, 14 or 15, and Davey sent me a, a beautiful text last night. He showed his emotional side, and that was um, that was really touching, actually, to, to go through with, with a pretty similar bunch of guys for for the best part of 10 years now is pretty incredible so I'll definitely miss all of that um seeing seeing guys perform seeing guys uh improve seeing families grow and things like that and, and almost growing up with people's families is is really special and that's something that that I'll definitely miss you mentioned his captaincy and one thing the big bash did men's is gave us an insight into how he talks to his players when he's mic'd up and he was brilliant yeah, like you could sit there and just listen as a as an athlete or a, even a, a former park cricketer, you could go, yeah, I want this guy to be my captain. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can understand that he gets the game, but he also gets individuals. He gets how players go about it. He knows how to motivate them. He knows how to talk to them, uh, and he just gets the script of the game as well. And so it's uh, it's shone through. It's why we've had the success we have uh, under him. 
with him uh, leading the team. So uh, it's certainly going to be missed and it'll be a big job for the next captain or the incoming captain for Australia in the T20 team. Who is, in your opinion? Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, I would love to see Travis Head get the nod. Yep. Uh, Steve Smith's been thrown up. I think that they're two players that could go to the top of the order and open for us in Agreed. the next T20 match. Now, if we go back to the T20 World Cup, the last game that Finch played in at the top of the order, it was Warner and Finch opening. Followed by Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, and Tim David, and then Matthew Wade after that. So it'll be interesting to see who comes in. I think you do. You bring in Head and Smith at the top of the order. Uh, Ashton Turner's maybe a, a name that could be thrown up if he can get in there. Who, yep. who do you see potentially putting there? I, I, I would make Glenn Maxwell captain tomorrow. Um, yep. Yeah, I just think Maxie's uh, the best T20 player in this country. Yep. So, therefore... And and a very very good captain. Yeah, I very think, very good. Captain. I think the thing with Maxi, he's one of those blokes that if you give them the responsibility, they walk. Uh, they walk a lot taller, and I think everyone else around him does as well. So, I would like to see that. I'd love to see Travis get it as well. Steve Smith could, but I don't think it makes that much sense. No, I agree with you. I think time's gone for for Smithy. Yep. I think that's uh, we don't need to go back down that track. No, I think it's, a, it's time for a new captain. It's a different argument whether he comes back into the team. Yep, which I think he should. Yep, but uh, in terms of captaincy, I think you look a little bit younger, and whether that's Maxwell or whether that's Travis Head, it's an interesting debate. I'd be, I'd love to know what other people's opinions are on this as to who should be the next T20 Aussie captain. Text in on oh four two seven one five four one double six. Who should be the next T20 captain of Australia? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, NBL awards are on tonight. The Andrew Gaze medal, men's. Um, three up for the Andrew Gaze medal. Xavier Cooks from Sydney. Bryce Cotton from the Wildcats. And Mitch Creek from southeast Melbourne. Um, does Cooks win it? He does. Cooks wins it. But all three have had great years. I mean, Bryce Cotton, he probably, it's because he's such such a high standard, it almost goes against him that you go, yeah, Bryce had a good year, but it wasn't incredible for his standards. Mitch Creek's had an unbelievable year, but Xavier Cooks, they've finished top of the table for a reason. Uh, he has been sensational for them. He's going to be massive in this uh, playoffs and final series coming up. He wins that award. Uh, be interesting to see the best defensive player who gets that. Antonius Cleveland just should win back-to-back Damian Martin trophies. Uh, he is the best defensive player in the competition. He's up against Derek Pardon from New Zealand and also Shay Ely from Melbourne, which is a bit of a surprise. There's been a bit of, I guess, controversy about that because yes. he's missed half the season, Shay Ely. Yeah, no, there has been a few Sydney Kings uh, <laughs> coaches and managers are not wrapped with uh, how that's worked out and played out and that their players didn't get in. It's interesting that the players get named weeks out from the end of the season, but um, Cleveland should win that. That should yep. be his award. He's had a great year and he deserves uh, back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, and his it. last month has been unbelievably good and he will win dunk of the year as well. That he On Friday night, seeing that live was spectacular. Yes. Um, playoffs start on Thursday night. South East Melbourne take on Perth. Cairns take on Tasmania. In other NBL news, the big source, Alan Williams, has signed a two-year extension with the Phoenix. So obviously enjoying his time at Melbourne. Yeah, 100%. It'd be interesting to see those matchups Thursday night with uh, South East Melbourne versus Perth. Do you think Perth, now that it looks like they're starting to get their season rolling? Yeah. Do you think they win in nope. this game? They are the underdogs. They are. Do you think Mitch Creek will be too good? Yep. Interesting. What about Cairns and Tasmania? Uh, that's a really uh, – it depends on how fit um, McCall yep. and if he comes back in. I think he will. I think he was just having a rest the other night. 
Uh, I like Tasmania. Tasmania. I don't think you can pick against them. I was going to say, can they make a run like they did last year all the way to the finals, the NBL finals? It was incredible to see them go yep. so well last year. Just love the Jackies, and I think they uh, they get the job done. So don't forget, you can text in 0427-154-166. Who should be the next captain of the Australian T20 side? Coming up on the show, true or false? Uh, later in the show, we're going to speak to Lockie Gallant from the Adelaide Footy Club. And from the Panthers, the principal himself, Sam Skinner. <laughs> You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel with you. And uh, this is the summer edition and the normal hosts, they're still on holidays. That's David Wildey and Malcolm Blight. They'll be back just before the start of footy season and here every night for you on Sports Day SA. Um, Dan, uh, True or false time? No, but we've got – I just want to mention again, later in the show, uh, we've got Sam Skinner. Yes. Coming in to uh, – to, uh, to, or not coming in, he's going to chat to us. And also Lockie Gallant from the Adelaide Footy Club. But it is true or false time thanks to Kia, progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Got a little bit of Pat Benatar. Am I going first or are you going first? I'm going to go first. Okay. I'm going to take the new ball, Bonds, and I'm going to go to cricket. Uh, Spencer Johnson yes. played for the Brisbane Heat in the Big Bash this year. He played so well that he must get a look in for the Red ba- Redbacks in the rest of the Sheffield Shield this season. He bowls rockets, uh, but he won't play. Um, Why? Why? I think he's behind... He's behind Wes Agar and Brendan Doggett and probably Buckingham and probably there's a few there. I, I like the fact that he's left armour. Yep. Um, and he bowls at 145. Yep. Um, I'd love to see him get his opportunity. He's had injury and that's why he hasn't. We've got some good stocks there though by the yeah. sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think he will, but I'd love to see it. Okay. Uh, true or false, Dan? The Demons will finish on top of the AFL ladder this year. Yes. Well, if you didn't tune in to last Thursday night's show when I do my AFL analysis, Melbourne and Hawthorne were last Thursday, and I said that the Melbourne Demons will finish on top of the ladder at the end of the 2023 season. I just think that Grundy is going to give them another look. That They're going to work out that forward line. They struggled last year to convert their scores uh, into goals and their efficiency from the midfield. I think... People forget they were 10-0 last year. I think yep. they will be able to get themselves back on track and they will finish on top of the table. Good. Uh, we're going to go to basketball, Bonds, and I'm going to go to the 36ers. Do you think that CJ will coach the 36ers next year? Mm, I heard a rumour on Friday night. I mentioned to it before the show. I mentioned it on the show last night. Uh, I think he will not coach the Adelaide 36ers Ooh, CJ Bruden year. not going to be with the 36ers? I think he'll take a lucrative offer overseas. Oh, hard to uh, have a go at him for that. If that is the case, that'd be a big loss. All right. South Adelaide will play finals this year, men's. Well, this is a tricky one uh, because there are a number of teams putting their hands up. 
to jump into the five. Uh, I think with the talent they've brought in that they will. Yes, I'm going to go with True. I'm not going to say who I'm going to kick out, Bonds, but uh, I'm going to go with True. I think South Adelaide fans uh, have good reason to be optimistic about their chances in 2023. So there'll be two new teams in the finals next year. That is correct. (laughs) For those who don't know what we're talking about, check out who missed last year. Okay, uh, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to stick with NBA. I'm going to stick with basketball. I'm going to go to NBA and uh, some interesting news coming out of the NBA this week. Kyrie Irving, if you didn't hear, got traded to the Dallas Mavericks from the Brooklyn Nets. The trade of Kyrie Irving Bonds will catapult the Mavericks to the NBA Finals this year. Um, I think they probably get there anyway, but I, I just, I think it's a disaster. Like here's here's a poison chalice. Everywhere he goes, bad things happen. Yeah. So, okay. So, question: They will make the championship series. The they will represent the Western Conference. No. Okay. False. False. No, I don't think they will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Jeremy Cam- Cameron is the number one match-winning player in the AFL. Ooh, this is a good one. This is from Coons last night. Okay. Well, I'm going to go Coons. You are wrong. That is false. Uh, Reason being is um, Jeremy Cameron's played in two grand finals and in those two grand finals, he's key to combined three goals in those grand finals. Now, they are the biggest games of the year. Don't get me wrong. Jeremy Cameron is a gun. He's one of the best players in the competition, hands down. But I'm going to go with proven performers. I've got Dustin Martin. He's won three Norm Smiths. Uh, Christian Petrak has won a Norm Smith. I actually really like Tom Lynch in big games as well. And one that we both love, Marcus Bontempelli. There's a few names for you that I potentially would put ahead of Jeremy Cameron. Do you agree or disagree? I, I think Bont's ahead of him. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think he's up. In, he's in the top seven maybe, but I wouldn't have had him number one. Yep. No, fair. Um, all right. I've got a bonus question for you, Bonds. Oh, okay. Uh, well, while I was talking about the NBA, I had to think about this. Um, if anyone is following the NBA, they will realize that LeBron James is close to breaking the all-time point scoring record. He is 35 points off of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They take on Oklahoma City Thunder at home at the Stable Center. Will he break the record tomorrow? Yeah, he might even have 50. <laughs> He'll just he'll they just will, keep shooting the he ball until he gets it. One hundred percent. He'll keep shooting the ball. It's at one thirty tomorrow here, Adelaide time. So it'd be worth tuning in. Josh Giddy, Adelaide former Adelaide thirty six, will be playing in the game. He will absolutely break the record tomorrow, and he'll go to number one on the all time point scoring list. This is a nice top five. If LeBron, when he gets past it, will be one. Yep. Kareem at two, Carl Malone at three, Kobe Bryant at four, and Michael Jordan at five. Yeah, Michael had a year off to play baseball and retired too early. Yes, he did. But, um, uh, but yeah. that's it's a, not a bad, not a bad starting five. All time starting five. That's a it's a great uh, goat discussion with those players in there as well. Um, LeBron's just going to keep going and going to keep breaking records. Uh, well deserved. Uh, there's some LeBron haters out there, but let's be is, honest. Is he your favourite player? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I, I think anytime LeBron plays, you want to tune in. The, that championship series um, years back against Golden State Warriors, when he dragged them over the line, they were 3-1 down and they came yep. back to win that. Uh, his block as well in yes. the playoffs and then Kyrie hitting the three to win it. Um, probably the most memorable finals, NBA finals series I've ever seen. And so that's why he's probably still my favorite player to watch in the NBA. Still... Lots to come on the summer edition of Sports Day SA, including a man from the South Adelaide Footy Club. Skinner! <laughs> Sam Skinner will be with us. And also Lockie Gallant 
from the Adelaide Crows. Uh, lots of things to talk about. And you're also going to mention how you think the Panthers will go this year. Yeah, I'm going to break down their team, their season, and how they'll fare in season 2023. Don't forget, you can be part of the show. Text in 0427-154-166. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer here with Ken Farmer medalist Dan Menzel. And, Men's, we've got a young man about to join us from the Adelaide Crows. Looking forward to talking to him. You can be part of the show as well. 0427 154 166. Our next guest is brought to us by Toolkit Depot. New year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Sports Day SA. It's a beautiful day. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Our next guest from the Adelaide Football Club is young forward Lockie Gallant. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA, Lockie. G'day, Paul. G'day, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Uh, now, I believe you're uh, in the car on the way back from the Riverland. A bit of a community camp up there today. Yeah, exactly right. We, uh, we drove up Monday Arvo and we're just driving uh, back into Adelaide now. So, quick in and out trip, but... Uh, enjoyable one so how was how was the riverland did you do um how were the kids up there they obviously had a ball with you guys yeah exactly right it was really exciting so we uh drove into wakery last night and had a uh dinner with the riverland supporters group which was really good and then today was jam-packed full of uh school visits we had a big super clinic in berry and then uh we had a little meet and greet the Savo before we headed off so it was really good to See, see a few new people and a few few happy kids. Now, Lockie, this is your third season, so you would have had a little bit of experience with uh, the community camps and uh, doing a bit with the kids. How did Maxie go in his first year, his first community camp with the kids? Maxie was really good. Um, for a first year, he came around with me today, so I tried to help him through it, but he didn't need much help at all. He was uh, really good, spoke really well, so, yeah, it was well done to him. Oh, good. Good to hear. It's always good to get out and get out to the community and do those things, Bonds. They always are around this time of year before the season really heats up. Now, Lockie, I want to ask you about your last couple of seasons and, and what's uh, going to happen this year for you in 2023. You play as that, I guess, 192 centimetre third tool forward at times. What What's the ideal role for you? I think that third tool is the one I've sort of been been pushed into by the club and I'm really happy with that. So, at the moment, you know, you've got the big big boys like Tex and Fogg um, sitting ahead of me and if I can slot in nicely next to them, that would be awesome. But our forward line's shaping up to be pretty pretty dangerous this year, so it might be a hard one to break into, but I'll certainly be trying my best. Yeah, you're certainly right. With Tex up there, with Fogg, Thilthorpe, Rochelle, Rankin's come in, some really good names. So absolutely, if you can crack into that, you'll have some really good players around you. Now, the other one I want to know, how do you make that leap? How do you jump up and, and really have a good season this year to put your name uh, into that AFL setup and make, make me like the Todd Marshall-type leap for Port Adelaide? How does that happen for you in 2023? 
Yeah, look, that's a good question. Um, I think last year was was a great experience for me, especially early on in the year, to uh, play a bit of senior footy and have a little good stretch in there. So really enjoyed that and learned a lot from that. Um, I think just to take that next step this year, we'd just be able to... I just need to be able to play a bit more consistently. Um, so I sort of had a few games where I kicked a few goals and then a few where I was a bit quiet. So if I can play a bit more consistent, um, you know, get myself a bit more bit more easy footy throughout games just to stay involved and keep that consistency going. Um, I think that's probably the next step for myself. So just on that, is it getting up the ground a little bit more? Is it potentially being that release kick out of the back line or is it maybe running to better spots in the forward line? What sort of the um, analysis there? Yeah, so a mix of both. Um, as you said, I've sort of been playing that third tall, so a bit deeper in the past. Um, but if, from discussions that I've had with the forward line coach, James Rahilly and and Matty Mix so far this pre-season, the talk has been that they want me to push up the ground a bit more. So might see myself playing a bit more on the half-forward flank, but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see come, come round one. What part of your game during pre-season, what, what part of your game have you focused on to improve over the summer? Uh, definitely my running capacity. So I worked pretty hard in the off-season, as you said, to be able to push up the ground a bit more and stay involved around the footy. Um, obviously... Uh, had to work on my endurance this off-season, then obviously um, pushing the strength stuff as well. So the uh, physical side of things has been a big focus. But um, in terms of football, uh, goal-kicking has been a real focus so I can uh, take all my opportunities that I get. Um, and also marking, which has traditionally been one of my strengths, but just shoring that up this pre-season too. So working on a wide range of things, but they've been the main focuses. Uh, I just want to touch on the great man, James Riley. I spent a bit of time with him at Geelong. How has he been, obviously, as the forward coach and managing some uh, high-profile players up there now? He certainly is. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a great fella, as I'm sure you'd know. Um, but I, I love the fact that he just gives us all confidence. He really backs his forwards in um, and pushes our names up for selection each week. And, um, yeah, personally, he's helped me a lot with my forward craft especially my, my running patterns, where to run, uh, how fast to run, things like that, in and out of the forward line. He's been really good with that. and Yeah, it just fills me with confidence for sure. Lucky, what about other players that you like to watch? You're a big watcher of footy. Um, is there someone that you sort of, not model your game on, but you love watching? Uh, yeah, I watch a bit of footy. Um, there's probably not one in particular that I model my game on. I like to try and take little bits and pieces from everyone. Um, but, you know, the likes of Jack Gunson, I've been sort of um, likened to him in the past a little bit because he's got that ability to get up the ground, but he's also, as we know, very dangerous around goal. Um, but I think it's hard to go past Jeremy Cameron at the moment. The, what he's been able to do in the last couple of years has been really impressive. So I like to watch a bit of him, but I must say I wasn't, wasn't against watching a bit of Dan Menzel back in his day. <laughs> oh, yes, Lockie. Um, oh, no. It's, no, it's, well, we'll move away from me, Bonds. Uh, Jeremy Cameron point, it's a, it's a great point. It's that work rate and getting from contest to contest to contest. And Riles will certainly speak about that. A um, couple of questions about the team, mate, I want to ask is any talk about potential captains or captaincy and when we might know about that? Yeah, it's that time of year, isn't it, boys? It is. um, look, we're working through that at the moment, so I'm not, not too sure just yet. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, we all know how good a leader Sloan is, and he's, he's going well on the track at the moment. Um, every session, he's looking more and more confident with his knee, and he's playing some good footy in, in a little bit of match play that we've done so far. So I'll have to wait and see on that one, but yeah, I'm not too sure personally. 
sitting on the fence. Lockie, well played. Straight bat. Um, now, uh, Crows fans, who should they keep an eye out for this year? Who's sort of up and about and ready to just break open round one? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think the obvious one is Isaac Rankin. Um, there's obviously been a lot of talk about him playing more for, uh, more midfield minutes this year, so we'll have to wait and see whether or not that happens, but he's, he's a very dangerous and crafty forward, so I've, I've been watching him a fair bit this preseason. Another one to look out for, I think, uh, might not be too much of a surprise given the back end of last year, but Sam Berry, he's absolutely flying this preseason. Uh, we were just talking about him in the car before, how well he's going, so look out for Good, good couple of names there. Now, Lockie, I want to ask you about training at Amy Stadium there, effectively. We've done a little bit there this year, Bonds. It is blowing a gale there, particularly in the afternoons. Um, how do you go with the skills uh, down there with a fair bit of wind off the beach? It, it is pretty windy at, moment, at the moment. I think uh, since they took the stands down, it's been uh, windy the last couple of years. So we're used to it now, but Personally, I um, had a few few windy grounds that I used to play at as a junior at the uh, Western Region Football League in Victoria, um, at Werribee Way and things like that. Yes. So I'm used to it. Um, so I'm, oh, I think I'm going all right with the skills. But yeah, I think if we could get a new facility. Um, that would be pretty exciting. I know all the fans are excited about that and the club too. All right, Lockie, uh, before we let you go, what do you do away from footy? What keeps you busy in, when you're not uh, at the club? Uh, I like to, bit of, like to do a bit of uni on my day off. So I'm studying a Bachelor of Commerce at Adelaide Uni, just part-time, just to sort of kick things over and keep me uh, busy outside footy. So really enjoying that at the moment. Um, in terms of leisure, I'm trying to get into golf. But, yeah, that's not going too well. <laughs> I'm, I'm showing a fair bit. Uh, who, do you, who do you play with? And is it what's, your, what's the course? I know a lot of the boys are at Glenelg or Grange, potentially. Yeah, we've actually got a few keen golfers at the club, um, likes of Geordie Dawson, Darcy Fogarty. Uh, Kieran Strawn's a handy golfer too, but I try and steer away from them because I think I, I might embarrass myself. So I like to play with the uh, higher handicaps, maybe your Lachlan Shoals, your Paddy Parnells. Mate, uh, we really appreciate you uh, joining us on the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. Uh, drive safely and have a great season with the Crows. Appreciate it, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Locke. Young forward, Lockie Gallant from the Adelaide Footy Club. Uh, takes a good grab. He's got some good mitts. Yeah, and with those 190-centimetre players, I, I mentioned Todd Marshall, you've got to give them a little bit of time to develop and to grow because they, there's definitely something there. I like how he reads the game. For him now, it's just about getting into the game a bit more and having that impact, which he can certainly do. Yeah, and Max Michael Annie with him as well in the car, who was very quiet, wasn't he? Well, first year, that's normally what happens, Bonds. <laughs> Men's looking forward to our next chat. Our next guest is brought to us by Tyre Power's big holiday sale. It's on now. You can save 25% off selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. <laughs> From the South Adelaide Footy Club, it is Sam Skinner. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports ASA, Sam. Thanks for having me, fellas. Now, before we get on to the Panthers, I just want to ask you about your time on the Port Adelaide list. How was that experience? Yeah, it was really good. It was, um, I mean, getting back into the system after having a year off was um, my goal, coming back to, to Adelaide and to be able to achieve that was great. And then 
getting into the club and seeing how that's run and um, the great leadership that they have there was a really good experience for the year that I was there. Yeah, Sammy, obviously 25 years of age now. You spent some time on Brisbane's list. Uh, unfortunately, three ACL reconstructions while you're with the Lions between 2016 and 2020. Still got a couple of games in or three games in at AFL level. How was that experience at the Lions? Yeah, I loved it at the Lions. I think it helped being there for a bit longer time as well. I got to um, build some deeper relationships there. Um, but coming out of that, I was really excited to um, get back into the system after having such a good experience and making some really great mates. So that five, I think it was five years there. It was um, yeah, it was really good for me. It helped me grow into uh, more of an adult. I think moving away from home um, and then also dealing with a bit of adversity ended up. Um, at the time, it was no good, but now it's sort of helped me with my resilience and, and moving forward with other things in life. So just on that resilience, three ACO reconstructions, how are the knees now? How is the body now? Do you feel like you're a 25-year-old footballer or do you feel a bit older than that? No, I don't feel too bad, actually. It took me... Um, so I got married just at the end of last year and had probably a month off, which I hadn't done in, in a while. And getting back from just having a bit of time off took me a little bit but I'm feeling pretty good now cherry ripe um haven't missed any sessions and whatnot um during the pre-season so um I know that the knees will probably um take me hopefully through to um just after 30 if I can but at the time being the feels just as good as they were a couple of years ago so yeah keen to get back into playing it south and get back into next year or this year well what about the change going back from the power back to the Panthers uh, was it like a, a glove, just put the glove back on and you feel at home down there? Exactly. Yeah, it actually was. I think um, just the way that the club welcomed me and my partner Charlotte um, when we did move over to Adelaide, I was obviously a bit devastated getting delisted from court, but at the same time, I was fairly excited to get back into it and get back to training and having Buff as a coach and a few of my mates there and Samo, who's now um, captaining this year, um, I was really, yeah, really excited to get back there and it's been a great pre-season so far. So, Sammy, when you played at South Adelaide a couple of years ago, you dominated in the competition. Is that second or third tool where you'd be able to roll off, drop off? Uh, does that come, I guess, confident and natural to you to play that role or are you more of a lockdown defender? What's sort of the thinking for this season? Yeah, it's the luxury that we have at South at the moment is we've got a few players that can play that role, but... For me personally, that's definitely the the drop off um, read the play defender is definitely my go. I don't see myself much as a as a lockdown defender, um, despite being a bit taller and a bit stronger. I feel like I read the game really well, and um, we'll be trying to use my strengths again this year. Luckily, we've also got um, Sam Claverino, who's at the club club, um, and yeah, um, he'll be really good for us as well. Will the focus for you be in defence this year because South have lost Ryan Garthwaite, who played a bit down back and a bit up forward? Do you think the coach will throw you up forward during the year? Um, I'm not too sure. I've been training a bit more with the defenders um, so far. Um, but Bush's pretty flexible. He's really open to a lot of things. And the more um, flexibility we have within the team, the better, I think. So I'm not too sure what will happen as the season progresses. But I think to start, I'll definitely be um, in the back line. It's a good question, Bonds, because probably Port fans might not be as aware with Sammy just playing as a, a natural, a true defender last year, but played a fair bit in the forward line for the Lions and 
Uh, you just mentioned playing as that swingman role. A few other players would like to know where potentially they might play. Uh, a little bit of insight for us Eagles <laughs> fans or boys here, uh, Bonds. Uh, tell us a little bit about Zach Sproul and Eli Smith. Obviously, Kai's coming back from the AFL level. Uh, where are they going to fit in? Yeah, so Sproul, is, um, he's obviously played at GWS and played a fair bit of time up forward. So he's going to be up forward. He's been doing really well this preseason, actually, and he's just slotted straight in. He's really um, adapted to the culture of the club and he's been great. Um, although it's his first year, he's, he's shown um, some good leadership qualities and whatnot. And, yeah, he's been really good for us. And then same with Eli. Like, I played a year or two with Eli at Brisbane and um, it's great having him move over and just slot straight in as well. And he'll be probably more of a midfielder, a big-bodied mid for us, which is great. So um, it's good to have those boys here. They've been great so far during the preseason and it's nice to have some good recruits and some young fellas also coming through. It is. You've got some nice young players coming through. Kobe Much is another one that's come across from the Eagles. So there are some big names that have come into Norlunga in the previous couple of seasons. You're going back there this year, there yourself. 1964 is the last time the Panthers won the premiership. Does that ever come up around the club? The fans are obviously keen to be able to win one. Yeah, it's been a bloody long time. So we're we're looking to definitely break that this year. I think for us, it's um, we do get like it does get talked about a lot the '64 flag, but um, now we're really keen to look forward and look at what we're doing at the moment and not um, think about how long it's been since the last flag. So for us as a group, we've been really focusing on what we're doing now and what we're um, aiming for and aspiring to in the future. So. Although it does get talked about a lot, we're really trying to hone in on what we're doing now. And a person who's going to be extremely important for that, if that's to happen, is the fitness of Matt Rose. He's really struggled with shoulder injuries and injuries, elbow over the past couple of years. How is he tracking? Yeah, Rosie's been great. He's um, So he's stepped down as captain, I think, just to take a little bit of the load off. As you know, it would be a pretty busy, busy role. So he's stepped down. Um, doing that just to make sure that he's right and can get on the field as much as possible this year. Um, he's looking strong and he's looking fit, so he'll be a great addition. It's almost like a new recruit for us because um, he hasn't played a hell of a lot in the last couple of years just based off injuries. So, no, we're really excited to have even more experience like him coming back and, um, yeah, excited with how he's been going on the track. What about your uh, work-life balance? What do you do away from footy? And, you know, a long way down the track yet, as you said, but uh, what's life after footy look like? Yeah, so um, at the moment I'm currently working, doing some SSO work at Christie's Beach High School down near Nolunga. I aspire to be a teacher, so I'm currently studying as well online um, at Griffith, which is up in Queensland. So trying to balance that and a bit of um, football and work, um, uni. And then I love going out, going for a fish and a few beers and also play a bit of guitar on the side when I can as well. Nice. So pretty busy but um i enjoy it and yeah i'm really enjoying life outside of the afl at the moment so if the teacher thing works out you'll be teaching for a few years then you then become principal skinner <laughs> Brilliant. The kids, yeah that's right no the kids don't actually catch on to that these days they don't watch it or anything, <laughs> oh, oh no i do get that a bit i used they to call you that when you when i was commentating i used to use the principal <laughs> was taking a big mark but anyway yeah. very but, good uh, that's right i remember the um prelim a couple of years ago, there were a few signs that just said Skinner with about 10 hours, like 
So uh, definitely something I don't get as much at the school as I probably expect to, but um, yeah. Hopefully, Principal Skinner one day. Yeah, hopefully that sticks. Now, Sammy, before we let you go, I've got some rapid-fire questions to ask. I'm going to ask every single player that we get on from each club each week. And so just whatever comes to mind first, I've got five questions for you. So the first question is, who is the player for South Adelaide fans to watch out for in 2023? Mitch O'Neill, I reckon. He's been lighting the track up pre-season. Massive finish to the year last year too. It's a great call. Uh, okay, outside of South Adelaide, who is the benchmark team in the competition? Um, based off last year, I thought North Adelaide were really good. Obviously, they fell short in the grand final, but um, they had a really, really consistent year, so um, they're going to be good. They will. Uh, who will win the McGarry medal in 2023? Um, I'm going to have to pick one of our fellas, I reckon. And I'm going to just say Mitch O'Neill again. Big year for Mitchie O'Neill. Did play state footy last year, Mitchie. Uh, we're going to have to go away from South LA for this one. A player from another team that you enjoy watching? Well, I love watching Liam McBean when I'm not having to play on it because the way he just rolls around the forward line, he's really strong, good player, um, takes good juke and kick a good goal too. He can. And last one for you, Sammy. Favourite ground to play at away from no longer, away from South Adelaide? <laughs> Um, oh, I like my big ground, so I'm going to have to say Centrals, believe yes, it or not. Centrals. A bit of a stretch from south, but I do like it out there. It's a nice big ground. It is a massive ground, probably the biggest in the country. Bonds, we haven't had anyone answer with Centrals yet. No. So. We haven't had any double ups either, so no, uh, it's been very interesting to see where they got you know, where they like to play apart from their home ground. So when South Adelaide take on Centrals at Centrals, watch Sammy have twenty intercept marks in the back line on the big ground there. Sam, we wish you all the best for the season. It's only around the corner. I'm sure you're going to have a fantastic year with the Panthers and hopefully you can push and get them into the uh, finals this year. Beautiful. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Sammy. Sam Skinner from the South Adelaide Footy Club. Uh, Good chat. Nice bloke. Oh, great bloke. I I had a little bit to do with him um, for unfortunate circumstances, bonds at AFL level when he did his three ACLs and... Just talked about overcoming uh, that adversity and the challenges with that and trying to get back to playing your best footy. So I was really pumped when he got that opportunity again at Port Adelaide because it does take a little while to overcome uh, setbacks and injuries and for your body to allow yourself to move on and get back to that really good form, which he did. And so it was great to see him get that opportunity at Port Adelaide. And he'll come back to the sample this year and he'll dominate the comp like he did a couple of years ago. All right, let's have a look at the Panthers. Yeah, so the Panthers, we talked to Sammy about a few of their additions. Uh, Eli Smith from Brisbane is going to be really good for them. Uh, Zach Brower, he mentioned that he'll play in the forward line. He's going to be big for them up in their forward line. Kobe Much has come across from Woodverse Torrens as well. So they've got some nice uh, additions. And if uh, he talked about it, Matty Rose can stay fit. It'd be like another new player as well. So there's some good ins for the Panthers this year. What about their strengths? Yeah, the strengths for the Panthers, for mine, uh, he mentioned that potentially could win the McGarry medal, Mitch O'Neill. It's their younger mids. Now, Buff's clearly got a plan here. Jared Wright, the South Adelaide coach, he's gone with younger midfielders. they got Mitch O'Neill, really like the look of Hayden Sampson and what he's doing, and particularly at the back end of the year. Kobe Much has come in. Eli Smith, they're your 20 to 25-year-old midfielders. they got a nice young midfield, but, uh, a real strength of theirs, some good running mids. And you throw Bryce Gibbs in there as well. He's not a bad footballer. Yeah, and Bryce reminds me that he's, <laughs> he's still young too. So uh, they have got some nice mids in there. 
What about the weakness of the Panthers? Yeah, I think it's still their forward line. Now, look, Sam overall has retired. We talked about Zach Sproul coming in. He's going to have a massive workload up there because I still wonder who's going to kick their goals. Jai Menzi got picked up in the mid-season draft last year. What Buff will be looking for is can they find someone like Jai Menzi who at this stage last year, 12 months ago, we had no idea who he was. And so can they find someone to pop up from nowhere? Wilkinson can't do it all. Sprout's going to need help as well. I think they need a few other avenues to go, which we've seen over the last couple of years has probably hurt them a little bit. Who do you think their most valuable player is? Yeah, with those young mids, it's still Keegan Brooksby in the ruck. If he can give them first use, then they're going to get the ball going forward more often than not, and uh, he's going to be extremely important. When we've got some dominant ruckmen in this competition, Brooksby still gives them first use. And who needs to perform well for the Panthers to make a really solid showing in the finals. Yeah, look, if they're going to make finals and have a good crack at it this year, it's going to be across the park. It's going to be outside of that centre square. I think that their mids are a strength in their team. They're going to need to find a few role players down back and in the forward line, as I've touched on, that can kick goals for them to be able to compete. I think they need a few guys down back there that are going to help out Sammy Skinner and uh, Summerton down there, and then obviously some role players in the forward line. So, Bonds, where do you see the Panthers, the South Adelaide Footy Club, finishing in 2023? I think they'll finish uh, somewhere in three to six. I think they'll play finals, so maybe three to five. Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I think they're going to push back up again this year with a few of those inclusions. I think they're going to be a very damaging side. Okay, we're against the clock, men, so we have to go. Uh, thanks for listening today and hope you've enjoyed the summer edition of Sports ASA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. 